So I've now, yeah. I've now stated the case. I'm hodling. Me too. Even though I'm, I'm wobbling. <laughs> I'm a wobbling hodler. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Crypto Standard Podcast. Taking the cryptic out of crypto to make it a little bit more simple for you to understand. Brought to you by Zumo. Smart money for everyone. This is awesome. So many of you are now reviewing the show and giving nice comments and I love to see it. And a few, I have had a few feedbacks about people not understanding some of the language that we're using, but we have explained a lot of this and we do try and explain it as we go along. But obviously we can't keep explaining over and over again because then people will just get fed up of it. So in previous episodes, we have explained it. So I would recommend starting at the start and just working your way through because then that just gives you a solid fundamental basis to where we're talking about the markets and where we are today. So in today's episode, Jim is getting a wee bit wobbly, (laughs) maybe his old age, and then I just have to come in and just keep him on the right tracks. And this happens a lot in crypto. And that's why you need to have people around you to really give you more confidence because the markets are emotional and it's all psychological and it does play with you a little. So having solid community and people around you that are also in crypto is really important. You'll be able to see how it works with me and Jim today. And we're going to talk a little bit about Obviously, the emotions in the market, we're going to talk about a potential super cycle, what is happening in the world, because we always talk about inflation, we love it. And then we're going to talk about our strategy and what we are doing in times like this. Before we get into it, I do need to say none of this is financial advice and should be taken as educational material only. Okay, let's get into it. Hi everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast, Scotland's podcast, the UK podcast for anyone that wants to know anything about crypto, doesn't like sweary words, female friendly and all that lovely other woke stuff. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very, very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just back from the gym. And when, when an old man like me goes to the gym... Um, I've got this routine so it's my 50 to 55 minute routine that's my routine I stick to it I've got my weights and I'm like yep I can feel I'm not I'm not doing anything that's going to kill me or or like tear anything and I don't feel I need to eat tons of protein when I get home but my goodness that was hard when I got to about 35 40 minutes there I started to suffer (laughs) Suffer and suffer, <laughs> but I don't. But you, you do, you do the gym different from you. Hang off ropes and stuff, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we're hanging off ropes, climbing up ropes. Um, yeah, it's a mix of everything, uh, which is nice. It's a nice surprise when you go in, and it'll be something totally different, which is good. Uh huh, and. Just out of interest, when you go to the gym, do you zone out and just forget cryptocurrency and everything else? Or, or were you doing things? Are you thinking about your portfolio? 
<laughs> I've actually, so I've been really struggling with this lately because I can't switch off. And I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to find ways to switch off. But just because I'm I'm in it all the time, I'm thinking about crypto all the time. So yeah, like I I turn off or put my phone on airplane mode now whenever I go into the gym. And even that is a still a struggle. I'm still thinking about crypto. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. And <clears throat> it helps preface this conversation we're going to have today about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general. And I mean, it, it, it weighs on your mental health if you're constantly on it. Mm-hmm. And you're maybe running a Twitter account and you're doing other things. And we can talk about trading, but it kind of just, it's like, whoa. And it's just taking that moment to chill out. Mm-hmm. You need it, um, definitely. Yeah. And just finding what works for you to chill out. Like some things I just need, and then it just takes my mind off of it. This morning I went out and cut grass and strimmed stuff and did bits with trees. So I had three hours away from crypto. Mm-hmm. Wow, that, that's a record. <laughs> that is a record. That's not bad, actually. Okay, so we're, what date is today? Today is the, what is it? It's the 28th of, 28th of September. Yeah, it'll be 29th. of September, 2021. This podcast goes out tomorrow, Wednesday the 29th. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the audience, mm-hmm. I am all over the place. <laughs> I am feeling very, very nervous. I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling bearish. Bearish, don't say that word. (laughs) I, I, so, but, and and I shouldn't. So let's, let's discuss some of the stuff that's going on just now. So Bitcoin, as I look at the phone, is down uh, 4%. Over the last, so it's down $1,600, it's at $41,000. Everything else, the the altcoins are all crashing as we speak. They're all going down, all down 7 and 8%. Boom. And this is supposed to be the beginning of Q4 in a couple of days where everyone talks about Bitcoin's going to $100,000, man. <laughs> I, I can't see it. I can't see it. But we've... We we've been right, saying that I think there's going to be a pullback. Then this is this is the pullback that I think was coming. Like you need to be before things go green, you need to be scared, and that's the way I look at it. When I get really scared of like, oh no, the price is going down. That's usually when it turns, and with every, I know everyone's saying that Q four is going to be big and. That's usually when the industries come in. Yeah, I can see it going that way, but it, there does need to be a pullback. It's pulling back that spring, so then it can pop. So on on that note, it's really interesting that... So Bitcoin's got a greed and fear index. Mm-hmm. It's an actual thing that exists. It's called the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index. And currently, that index is at 25. Now... 25, if you imagine a speedometer, so your speedometer starts at 5, 10, goes all the way up to 50 miles an hour, 60, all the way around to 100 miles an hour. Right now, it's sitting at 20 miles an hour. Or let's call it 25 miles an hour, because that's what it is. Yeah. So it's going nowhere. It's extreme fear. 
So the market is absolutely terrified right now. Yeah. And does that tie into what you're telling me that you've got that fear and, you, and, and it's becoming more, it's becoming more pronounced? Yeah, I mean, as we go further down, you do get more fearful. But once you, I'm not saying that it will pop in Q4. No one knows with these markets. But after looking at the psychology of how markets are run, there needs to be an element of fear to then get an element of euphoria. I, I've been here probably five months ago. April, May, around about then. And I remember selling a big chunk of Cardano. If I'd kept it, I'd be up an extra 500,000 just now. <laughs> I just got paper hands, lettuce mitts. And I was like, right, I'm out here. I'm really scared. I'm just going to put some money in the bank. And then about four or five days later, it went, <laughs> I remember it going, oh, you dumb dumb. So lots of people right now, are going to be tempted to sell. And I reckon people, so people are sort of pinging me quietly. What do you think, Jim? And, all that? and I think half of them are already they're like, oh, he's nervous. I'm selling. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe that's why everything's crashing. <laughs> all my mates are selling. <laughs> so, that, so that greed and fear index is at 25. That's the lowest it's been for months and months and months. Yeah. I, I still think it could go lower, to be honest. I, that's how I see it. So you reckon? So you reckon Bitcoin could go down to thirty-eight thousand dollars? They say thirty-eight thousands. The that's the bit where it will just stabilize mm-hmm. and and use that as a support base to spring off. Yeah, I mean, thirty-eight is the the lowest I I could see it going, but that's just you don't hold me to that. <laughs> and so and Bitcoin has has its um. I think what we need to explain to the listeners also is it has a four-year cycle. Mm-hmm. So every four years, there's a halving or halvening event. Yeah. And essentially at that event, the bonus that, or the reward that is paid out to the miners who digitally mine it and keep the system running halves. Mm-hmm. So it's currently is at 6.25 Bitcoin they're getting just now. Uh Yes, I think it is. It was 12 and a half, something like that, in June last year. And roughly every 12 to 18 months after the halving, I think it was June, it was June last year, mm-hmm. after the halving, that's when it seems to just go and just go to the moon and have these massive, massive pumps and rallies. And what guys are saying, what the sort of protagonists who are in, who are in the who've been doing this for years are saying we're just about to hit the peak of that rally and pump and Q4. That's why they're saying the next three months is when it's going to happen. Yeah. Everything's pointing towards that, but cryptocurrency likes to surprise you, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does. Um, so yeah, Q4 I think is going to be a big one. Yeah, let, let me correct myself. Bitcoin last halved on May the 11th, 2020, uh, resulting in a block reward of 6.25 Bitcoin. Mm. So that's what they got. Six point, that's what they're getting. So every block that a miner achieves and locks into the blockchain, they get 6.25 Bitcoin. 
So if you think about how much they're getting, 6.25 multiplied by $41,000. And the idea is for that work, they keep that money and then mm-hmm. at some point they'll sell it. So I wonder how the miners are feeling right now. Are they feeling scared and terrified the same as me? <laughs> or are they thinking, no, we know what's going to happen here because it's becoming yeah. more and more scarce. Well, you can see that they're accumulating and you've got, because they're big companies now, these mining companies, because um, they've got hundreds of mining computers, now they've formed these companies around them. They're getting investment from the traditional investors who can't maybe invest in Bitcoin directly, but they can invest in companies that are mining Bitcoin. So they they want to hold on to their Bitcoin because that's what makes them valuable. Yeah, if you look at Marathon in the USA, it's basically a Bitcoin mining company and it's got mm-hmm. Bitcoin in its balance sheet. I mean, if, if Bitcoin does do $100,000 or higher, man, that company is going to be worth a mint. Mm-hmm. So... Having a significant, because it marks another drop in Bitcoin's dwindling finite supply, the total maximum supply of Bitcoins is 21 million. As of August 2021, there are about 18,700, sorry, 18,799,000 Bitcoin already in circulation. So that leaves 2.2 million left to be released via mining rewards. And it's getting, yeah. so it's getting less and less unless and the people that and the more that they buy the less comes into the system it's supposed to create scarcity and push the price up mm-hmm. but that's not doing it right now <laughs> so let me just read this to the to listeners in 2009 the reward for each block in the chain mind was 50 bitcoins wow after the first halving it was 25 and then 12.5 and it's currently 6.25 as of May 11th, 2020. Putting that into context, imagine if the amount of gold mined out of the earth was cut in half every four years. If gold's value is based on its scarcity, then a halving of gold output every four years would theoretically drive its price higher. That's, it's, it's mathematics, isn't it? It's arithmetic. It is. It's just, yeah, pure math. And that's what, in one of my courses that i put out teaching people about the fundamentals i think it was i put in that you could mine bitcoin back in 2011 on your laptop and you yeah. could get you could get rewarded with 50 bitcoin <laughs> so i know a guy in 2015 who was mining bitcoin off two or three laptops in, in his garage and the last i heard i, I lost touch with him He's driving an Aston Martin DB9. Yeah. He's just cutting about. So at the time, he must have made a mint of it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's push the conversation on a bit. Now, Willie Wu, we've talked about Willie Wu before. He's, he's a real uh, clever analyst. Mm-hmm. And he's basically said that he doesn't see this massive rally coming up. And then what, not, what, what usually happens after the the rally is a blow off top and then it just falls. It does a massive correction. And we hit a, we hit two years of bear market. He's saying this is going to be a super cycle. I know. So I was, I literally just got through maybe three quarters of his podcast that he was just doing there. What was he saying? Yeah. 
It was the one. It was on Peter McCormack. And don't mention Peter McCormack. <laughs> Arrival. Don't mention that bit. That Bitcoin maximalist Peter McCormack. <laughs> Boo, Peter McCormack. You're always swearing and you're like you. You're very laddish. We're all about uh, whatever else. <laughs> Peter's a good guy. He he's work, he works really hard. Yeah, he is. And honestly, this, this what he's saying now, he's actually acknowledging other cryptocurrencies. Oh. Yeah. And it's so, it was actually so refreshing to hear that it's like he acknowledges the toxicity. Toxic, I can't even say yeah, that word. Toxicity. Toxicity. That's it. Say, oh, say it fast three times. Say it to- fast three times. <laughs> Toxicity, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that word of Bitcoin maximalists and yeah. how they're, yeah, they've got away from the the whole fundamentals of cryptocurrency and they've just been like pushing away everything else. It was actually really refreshing to hear those two talk about it and just being so open about it. Which was really nice. Anyway, back to Willie Wu. Yeah, he thinks that we're going to be in for a super cycle. And usually, which I, I can see because now we've got the institutions wanting to buy. And they obviously don't want, they don't want the volatility of going up, maybe say another 100% to come back down 100%. Like they do, they don't want that. They would rather just a slower climb. And it it fits because people want Bitcoin. Companies want Bitcoin now. And yeah, I, I would prefer that we had that and we just had longer and not so not so volatile. Yeah. Bill market. Dan and Dan Held. Dan Held's also he's he's like what you call a Bitcoin old guard kind of guy. He he, he's he's been a rationale forward for a super cycle. And it made me think about it. And I jotted some stuff down and I thought about, so there's more there's more money printing going on. And we've already talked about America needs to print another couple of million, <laughs> couple of, sorry, a couple of trillion dollars. <laughs> a couple of trillion dollars. Um, just to keep the lights on. We talked about that in the last pod. Yeah. Inflation is literally getting out of control. The Bank of England governor, has come out and said, oh, it's going to be, we've got some hard times ahead. I love the way they couch it. He won't, he'll still be sipping sherry out of crystal glass, <laughs> but everybody else will have heart. Um, so he's talking about, you know, hard times ahead and difficult choices and should they raise rates and kind of the raise rates is going to be all sorts of problems, but they've got to control inflation because they know it, it, could end, it could end up at 10%. Uh-huh. See if I told you around about the 70s, that inflation in the UK was about 20 odd percent. I think it was 25% under the Labour government. It, it was crazy. It was the winter of discontent and all that sort of stuff. And then you've got the pandemic acceleration. That's accelerated all this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in the UK, furlough has stopped this week. So the 85 yeah. billion pounds or whatever it was to keep 13 million people sitting at home getting paid has now stopped. They're stopping the £20 that they gave to poorer people in universal credit. I think that's a mistake. And as you say, you've got all the institutions all, all sort of, you know, buying in 
taking taking a small position in Bitcoin. And when you put all that together, that kind of throws to me, that throws the 12 to 18 month halving cycle. It just pushes it away, doesn't it? Yeah. Because we've had it under control. So for the since Bitcoin started in 2009, like financial system has been relatively under control or it's just been getting disguised as being under control. But now things are getting out of control now and people are realizing how broken this system is. And I think institutions now are realizing that as well. And they want in on this new digital asset. And it's the logical play is this how I see it. It's the logical play. I'm just looking up what the 1970s inflation was in the UK and what it went to. It was about 6%. I'm sure it rocketed up. I remember reading it rocketed. I mean, it was a bad, bad time. Okay. And we, I remember at the time also we had power cuts. You you think this is crazy. And some of the listeners, um, maybe of my vintage, will remember this. But when I was a little boy, I think it was about four or five, and every night the electricity went off for three or four hours and we had to burn candles. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, um, so I was born 67, I think it was about 70, 71, around about then. And we had to sit with candles because they had to turn the electricity off because there wasn't enough. We just The UK couldn't, couldn't do it, didn't have it. There was strikes and there was uh, shortages. That was the that was that was Britain. And I look at that, what the feeling then, and I see what's happening now with shortage of potential shortage of fuel, shortage of drivers, bank warning there's going to be terrible times ahead. And like, well, do you know what? Maybe, maybe all this is making bigger institutions nervous and they're going to look to maybe this Bitcoin thing's going to take off. Mm-hmm. I I just don't get how it can because the way I see it is, it's been really annoying me this week, is the governments seem to be like trying to separate people and like they're pushing divides between people. Like say we've got Brexit, we've got the financial system between the wealthy and the poor. They're putting divides between different categories of people or different demographics. And cryptocurrency seems to be a way to bring these people together and have their own system and you can pick which system you go into if it's say the bitcoin ethereum cardano and it's like this all comes back from the cardano summit that i attended like it's so nice like there was eighty thousand people at this virtual summit from a hundred different countries and like you could just go and talk to them in this virtual summit is really strange like concept but it seems to be a way of just bringing people together when you've got governments trying to divide us because then on the back of this I was listening in the car to the radio and it was talking about how the UK are now trying to hire Polish drivers crazy when we just kicked out so many like we can't just pick and choose like it's an absolute joke 
and it's just like we're britain or the government is trying to it's just treating them like things you can have one minute and then not the other and it's like yeah i think i think what's what's happening just now is it feels it it just feels a bit weird um i'm looking back it says what caused the blackouts Unions were the main cause of the blackouts in the 1970s. Miners opted to work to rule due to proposed pay caps. So by the end of 1973, coal reserves are running extremely low. This forced the government into action. And it talked about the three-day week. I had to sit at night with candles and no heating <laughs> in the 1970s. And I'm thinking about now, and you know, they talk about, mm, we need to try and keep the lights on in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's these politicians have improved nothing and bringing it back to, to to the bitcoin thing i'm like i think so many people are waking up to to this new digital age and, and they don't believe i don't think they believe politicians and bankers and financiers who say everything will be okay when actually mm-hmm. it's okay for them and not okay for us yeah it's it it's a lack of trust now and people yeah. have lost trust in the people who are supposed to be in charge and it's crumbling it's it's really crumbling next up we're going to chat about what we do what's our strategy because we've been in crypto a fairly long time and we've been through ups and downs and we've seen a lot so we're just going to tell you about what our strategy is when it comes to times like this But first, over to Amelie to tell you about Zumo. Hello, Amelie here from Zumo to tell you a little bit more about what we do. At Zumo, we're here to make everyone comfortable with buying, selling and spending cryptocurrencies. So the Zumo app is a crypto wallet with money that you can touch, fill, spend, send and use. So Zumo lets you convert cryptocurrency and spend at normal. The Zumo app is a missing link between cryptocurrency and traditional money. It allows different currencies to work together in a way that everyone can instantly understand it. It removes the shackle of old and new currencies. It's new money in every sense. Now, back over to Jim and Jordan to carry on taking the cryptic out of crypto. Okay, so that's us giving giving everyone a history lesson. Um, We've talked about Bitcoin, the super cycle feels like you know so you've got two very strong clever protagonists willie Wu and dan held calling for the super cycle and you know wow if that takes if that goes on you could have six or seven months of growth in bitcoin mm-hmm. minimum minimum even though i'm feeling extreme fear yeah. at the moment on the 25 mile an hour clock <laughs> tell me when, when it's up at 95 i'll feel so much better <laughs> So what's your strategy? Because uh, people are going to people are going to listen to this and say, "Okay, you guys are talking about this, and you're talking about a super cycle." Jim, you're really nervous. Maybe it's just your age. You've lost your appetite for risk. You can't climb up ropes anymore. You've just got to do <laughs> little light five kilogram weights um, with your little bikini on. So, what's your what's your, what's your strategy? Come on, you've got all the t- the testosterone. Tell me what it is. It's the same as it's always been. It's just to hold. You just hold these assets because nothing, for me, nothing's changed. Like, absolutely nothing has changed. The fundamentals are still there. But even 
if anything, they're stronger now because inflation's getting worse, the money printing, everything like that. So the fundamentals of cryptocurrency are still there. Nothing has changed in my view. So the price action doesn't really matter for me because I've had years in my head thinking like long-term and I'm still believed that cryptocurrency is going to be the future. And it's not only the financial system. There's so many new industries getting built on blockchain that we are moving into a digital age. Why would I not want to hold assets that are going to be like, just go up in value? Well, if you look at Cardano, as it's as you say, just at its conference and it made, it's doing some interesting stuff with, like a Fortune 250 company yeah. dish. So it's going to do stuff. I mean, talking about doing stuff with countries and uh, everyone wants to go and help Africa and put blockchain into Africa. Yeah. No, just when you say stuff like that, it's just so exciting. Like, and then you think about South America as well. South America and Africa and actually giving opportunity to these people that didn't have it before. Sorry, that just... Like that sort of stuff, just it's so exciting to think about how the world could be in 10 years. Unfortunately, the current crop of politicians and central bankers will not want that. The IMF will not want that because it takes away their control. Yeah. This is where we are. So in terms of strategy, you're going to hold your cryptocurrency, you're holding your portfolio, you're Mm -hmm. not selling a thing. And your time frame is really interesting. Your time frame, as you said, up to 10 years there. Mm-hmm. And yep. Greg Foss, if you've ever listened to Greg Foss, he's fantastic. Yep. He's a Canadian financier, economist. He's, he's fantastic to listen to. He came out this week and he said, I'm telling you, so he, he's, run, he's run these numbers and this algorithm through a chart and he says, the current price of Bitcoin actually should be $155,000. That's, that's what it actually should be, but it's been held back and being, being manipulated back. And he said, but Bitcoin in a few years will be $2 million a coin. I nearly fell off my seat. <laughs> and this guy is super sharp. He worked for the Royal, uh, the Bank of Canada, Royal Bank of Canada, Canadian government. He's, he is like, he's seen it from the inside. And he said, I'm telling you, this thing is going to go to $2 million a coin in the future. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I'll hold it for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to hold it if it goes to $2 million, mate. That's yeah. lovely. <laughs> Again, I've still got that fear. So I need to be honest with the listeners that I am fearful that I've had so many ups and downs, mm-hmm. Jordan. I've had, I mean, I mean, the massive run up at the beginning of the year and it fell 55% and it's trying to get back up again. It's trying to kick over 50,000, but it can't. And I'm like, at what point am I going to get out of this and just go and cut the grass? <laughs> at what point do I say, do you know what? I've made enough, I'm getting out. Or do I keep hodling, holding on for dear life with China coming out with its fud all the time with governments trying to attack it, with all the little surprises, the potential super cycle, do I just switch the phone off, switch the podcast off, and see you in five years? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so I think I think what we're trying to say to everyone is this is a really interesting moment in time mm-hmm. and you have a choice. And the choice is you either punt, punt a fair bit of your, your stack. You've made some money if you bought it at $10,000 or $20,000. You've still doubled your money. Take it, get out or, or leave a little bit in or do nothing and let's see what plays out over the next six to eight months. Yeah, because either way, well, either way, it's risky, isn't it? Because you're going into a heavily inflated currency or you're going into a heavily volatile asset at the moment because it's it's still in it's still maturing. But to get through that immaturity and get to a mature market, it's whether you just want to sit on it and decide if that's what you can you can handle it and you can hold on for dear life and then in x amount of years it will have matured and it will be uh hopefully store of value like the world will have adopted all these digital currencies or do you just want to take some out and spend some money and fiat and that's totally fine as well because you need to enjoy enjoy life and you can't just live for 10 years down the line i guess that that's you have you have to make that decision and anyone just now who has invested in cryptocurrency that's you have to make that decision in terms of how long you're willing to hold this what risk you have can you i mean if bitcoin goes to ten thousand dollars before christmas how are you going to feel mm-hmm. if it goes to a hundred thousand dollars are you going to sell on the way up you're going to have to think about your your get out plan or your stay in plan it's interesting that everyone talks about Oh, you've got to have your get out plan and take profits. Okay, what to put profits back into the fiat currency that you all don't like that's yeah. deflating. But you still need to live. You still need to buy a car. You still need to put petrol in it uh, or go electric. You've still got to um, buy food. Yeah. You've still got to pay taxes. You've still got to yeah. pay you know, your council tax and all these different things. So it's just finding that balance. But we'll guide you through it. So I'm just having a wobble. I kind of have. I'm just kind of having a wobble this week, thinking. What's that thing you said in the last episodes? (laughs) Wibbles wobble, but they don't fall down, or something. We I wibbles wobble, but they don't fall down. (laughs) There we go. Don't fall down. (laughs) I'm almost like a weeble about you. I'm I'm weebling all over the place, but I'm I'm not falling down yet. I haven't sold a thing, so I'm letting the, the the listeners know I haven't sold a thing. Okay, so. Interesting that we're now so we've both agreed we're going to hodl. So I've now yeah. I've now stated the case. I'm hodling. Me too. Even though I'm I'm wobbling. <laughs> I'm a wobbling hodler. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the other things that, that we are becoming quite interested in is actually trading crypto, which is different from hodling it. Mm-hmm. And you've been you've been tinkering and sort of learning with that, haven't you? Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's actually so interesting to learn about because the you see the market going up and down, and you'll go into your Coinbase app and you'll see oh, Bitcoin's gone up a thousand dollars, it's gone down a thousand dollars. But if you actually look at the charts, like you can identify patterns that it does, and then you can almost like predict what's going to happen and where the strength is and like what price 
the strength is that so it's actually been really interesting for me to learn all of this and then on top of that you can buy and sell in the short term and make good profits on it obviously i would not recommend this to any beginners coming into cryptocurrency it, this is very advanced stuff but once yeah. you once you understand the fundamentals of cryptocurrency you've you've been in here for i would say at least six months to a year you need to have under your belt and then just looking into how all these charts work is really cool yeah it's interesting that i i went down that rabbit hole about a year ago as well mm-hmm. and you start to play with leverage and put stop losses on take profits you can move your stop loss um and you start to see and, tis- and, and then you listen to world events yeah. So specific world events about whether there's going to be an interest rate rise or or there's a war breaking out or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you know that the FTSE 500, uh, sorry, FTSE 100 or the, the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ is going to tank or it's going to, and you can actually set your market, um, set your trades up. So interesting that you're going to do that. And I'm going to have a wee look at that with you. Yeah. And it'll be, in, it'll be, fascinating to see if you put if you took 10 10 000 pounds mm-hmm. as a notional sum today and you bought two and a half thousand pounds worth of bitcoin two and a half thousand pounds worth of cardano two and a half thousand pounds worth of ethereum and two and a half thousand pounds of reserve rsr and you sat on that for a year versus taking ten thousand pounds and trading it mm. for a year which one would give you which one would give you 50 to 100 grand maybe we should do that right maybe we should do that (laughs) and just be like which one because obviously trading takes so much time and you need to be on the ball all the time um that'd be interesting to see the difference because hodling's lazy so if i buy if i buy ten thousand pounds worth of crypto and just and put it in a wallet and leave it I'm, i'm i'm basically being lazy and I'm hoping that the market and you know Willie Wu and everybody else is going to talk this thing up and it's going to and people are going to and it's going to take 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 on like contagion and go up. So I'm like, yay! But actually I'm not doing anything. Oh certainly I'm taking some off the exchanges, so I'm helping mm-hmm. with the scarcity. But what you're looking at is being proactive and and working hard and, and exercising your brain with patterns and maths and finance to to see if you can make money from from crypto yeah that way exactly and it's just working in crypto instead of investing in crypto i guess yeah i'd be interested to see let's i think we should explore this further and have that notional ten thousand and a notional other ten and just see where it is in a year yeah <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, Jordan, so we've talked about Bitcoin, super cycles, the feeding greed, the feed, fear and greed index, uh, the Bitcoin halving or halvening, our strategy and a wee bit of trading. I think what we have to do now is at the end of this particular pod is pay a moment to our sponsor, Zumo, mm-hmm. who we are parting company with not in any way, shape, or form in a bad way. Um, it's just time. So yeah. Zumo, we got in con- we got in touch with 
Amelie and Nick and the guys and gals there about six months ago. And they sponsored this podcast to get us going. Mm -hmm. um, truly grateful for that. Uh, and they've been so easy to work with. Yeah. Uh, they're a startup and they're doing really well. They're, they're bringing on customers um, and they're developing their product all the time. So thank you so much to Nick, the CEO, and to Amelie, the marketing director, who's just been a dream. She's, she's oh. got so much energy, hasn't she? Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> um, and, and we wish them well. And as Nick said in a, a recent email to his communication, he said, it's not it's not bye-bye it's abianto and we see you soon yes so that's that's good and thanks so much for looking after us over the last six months zumo and remember download your zumo wallet mm -hmm. get your card that's all coming that's going to be the bias could be one of the banks of the future <laughs> <laughs>